Could the Denver Broncos have two players at the running back position who could be under the radar producers? We'll dive deep into that and take a look at, are there any free agents that the Broncos should look at at running back? You get that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in, making Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day whether you watch on youtube or wherever you listen wherever you get your podcast subscribe or follow so you never miss out on a day's worth of broncos news content coverage and more i'm your host as always cody rourke broncos reporter for mile high sports joined alongside as always by my co-host sarah bettinger site expert on the orange.com today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash lockdown nfl and when you enter promo code lockdown nfl they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every or speaking of tumbling here today, Sarah, taking a look at the Broncos running back position, which is a very, very popular topic of discussion amongst Broncos country right now. There are two players on the roster that I don't feel like are getting talked about enough that could be under the radar producers at the position. But before we get into focusing on them, the Broncos did make a move at running back on Monday afternoon. They released Demarie Crockett who had just come off of a torn ACL and they signed a wide receiver in the process. Overall, let's break this down. Then we'll set the table for uh, two running backs here on this roster. Right. Yeah. Demarie Crockett, who played quite a bit in that 2021 season, right? Obviously not a ton of snaps at the running back position, but played quite a bit of special teams for the Denver Broncos was kind of looking last off season. Like he might be running back number three, then obviously went down with the torn ACL that kind of unfortunately put a, uh, damper on the Broncos running back depth. It was it was an issue. Like we didn't think it would be going into the year with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon on the roster, but we could have used Demaria Crockett pretty early on last season. Unfortunately, you know his time in Denver has now come to an end, which leaves the Broncos with just five running backs on the roster. Cody dating back the last handful of weeks here, Demaria Crockett has been released. The undrafted rookie free agent Emmanuel Wilson. He got released. And you have other guys on this roster at the running back position. Jacquez Patrick, the former XFL running back, he got let go. Tyreek McAllister, 2022 undrafted free agent as well. He's been kind of on and off the roster, the 90-man roster in recent weeks. So four backs over the last handful of weeks have been let go, dwindling this position group down to just five players. I had to fit all five fingers on the screen for those watching in YouTube there. <laughs> But Cody, it's kind of surprising to me, to be honest with you. I, I thought we, I mean, we had just recently talked about Demaria Crockett as a potential, you know, back end of the roster candidate, maybe running back three candidate once again this coming season. Yeah, I mean, and for Demaria Crockett, it's just unfortunate for him too, because on the same day that Tim Patrick went down with the ACL, Crockett went down. It was a special teams drill that where he went down with the knee injury and it ended up being a torn ACL. And look, I'll say in the two OTA practices that I've been able to observe so far. Thought Damari Crockett's looked nice. Like, you know, he's out there, he's running without a knee brace, he's planting, he's cutting, he's doing all the stuff, he's participating in team drills. So, like, he's made tremendous progress. Part of me wonders, right, could this be maybe a move, and maybe it could, that where they release him because they had another move, which we'll get to here in a minute, but could he eventually come back in another corresponding move? We saw the same thing, as you mentioned, happen with Tyreek McAllister not too long ago. 
Uh, so anything is possible here for Denver. But in terms of that, like obviously the Broncos released Amaria Crockett and the corresponding move was them signing undrafted rookie free agent wide receiver Nick Williams. Now he had a chance to attend Broncos rookie minicamp a few weeks ago. And look, that it was a loaded position. There are other guys like Carlos Carrier, the, a guy who stood out to me. But Nick Williams must have made a big enough impression on the Broncos coaching staff to warrant him the opportunity to make it on the 90-man roster, or at least for now, going into training camp. Look, he's six foot four. And interesting guy enough. You know, he played high school football locally in Denver for Dave Logan at Cherry Creek High School. And then he played his college while he played five seasons at CSU Pueblo. He redshirted his first year, you know, with the team. And then as a redshirt freshman, he caught his first ever touchdown against Colorado Mesa, which, you know, for me, I used to live in Grand Junction. So I was a big supporter of Colorado Mesa University. He caught a touchdown. He also threw a touchdown in that game as well at Stoker Stadium, uh, you know, where I've had a chance to play many times throughout my career. But uh, for him, six foot four size, he didn't have like tremendous production, like big time numbers that are like eye popping. You're like, oh my gosh. But there are some intangibles, six foot four, 220 pounds. Now, that when COVID happened, the pandemic happened, there was not a season there. So he played in 2021. And then for 2022, he transferred to UNLV where he came in, caught a couple of touchdown passes for them, but ultimately was not drafted. Has a chance now to make some noise here. And look, he joins Tim Patrick, Lil Jordan Humphrey, and Cortland Sutton as the only players on the roster at the wide receiver position who have six foot four size to them. How might he fit potentially into the mix here with the Broncos very loaded right now with depth? wide receiver room, right? It's going to be tough to crack the roster, but I think in terms of the practice squad, you're probably looking at some openings there. We typically see the Broncos keep at least three or four wide receivers on the practice squads, which as we know now are expanded to a, a lot more players than they used to be. Cody, I remember when we used to be writing articles and talking about practice squads of eight to 10 players. And that's just, thankfully that's no longer the case. Teams need it to be up to, I think it's what 16 guys or something like that now. So that's very essential, especially as we've seen over the course of the last handful of seasons for the Broncos. And look, these undrafted players, these unheralded guys, these young wide receivers, we thought I would say, and going into last off season, the guys like Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, you know, these guys, well, they probably don't really have a shot to get on the field this year, given the depth at the position. But look, those guys both played and they both scored touchdowns for the Broncos last year. So, I mean, you just never know. You never know when a guy's going to get his shot. You never know when their number's going to be called. And look, Sean Payton mentioned this. Like, they don't want these guys to be the ones that got away, right? So whatever they saw on the on the tape at rookie minicamp, they liked it enough to say, hey, we have another week of OTAs this week. And we want to bring this guy back for at least one more look and just kind of see the roster has clearly been in flux over the last handful of weeks. Doesn't matter if you're getting signed back to the team, like nothing is guaranteed right now, but you're getting a shot over these next three days to prove that you've got those chops. And clearly this is a vote of confidence from the coaching staff. I mean, there are a lot of different evaluations happening right now, because as I've pointed out, what Sean Payton wants, and I've mentioned this, and, and I like it because everybody's getting reps. Like the ones, twos, threes, fours, whoever you may have, there's high volumes of reps. And there's two different fields where, you know, you have a, maybe a first team, a perceived first team, second team unit working. And then you have the third and fourth team units working, but they're getting reps against each other. So it's high volume. And every repetition, even in individual period, 
group period, team period, everything is filmed. So position coaches are going back after practice. They're evaluating and they're saying, okay, hey, maybe here's where we can get better. What does this guy bring to the table? The impression obviously was good enough, as you mentioned there, for Nick Williams to be on the roster. So now he's got an opportunity to come in. We'll see him this week at OTAs as well. What can he do with that opportunity? We'll look forward to seeing that when we observe Thursday's practice at the Centura Health Training Center in Dove Valley. But Broncos country, we talked about two running backs that are on the roster who could be under the radar producers. We're going to dive into why Jaleel McLaughlin and Tyler Beatty could be two guys that nobody in Broncos country seems to be talking about, but we'll talk about them on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good, and Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton, and Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches so that you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement, and Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NFL for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. When it comes to the Denver Broncos running back three spot on the depth chart, Cody, could it be hit me Beatty one more time in 2023? Tyler Beatty looking pretty good right now, Cody, for that third running back position after the release of Demaria Crockett and three other players at the position. But there's going to be some competition. There's going to be other names that jump into the mix. But hey, I, I know we saw at the end of that 2022 season what Tyler Beatty is capable of doing what kind of change of pace he could bring to this offense. Where do you stand right now, Cody? And what are your thoughts on this running back three potential battle on the depth chart now that the Broncos have thinned out this position to just five players overall, only three guys outside of Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah, I can't believe you, you you brought that. Hit me, Beatty, one more time. That's great. I, I can't believe I never thought of that. Like, if he scores a touchdown, that has to be, like, evergreen. And you're the one who coined it. So Sarah Bettinger yeah. should get the credit for that. Uh, but, you know, hey, I think it presents a very dynamic uh, thing to watch for in training camp, right? Because obviously, as we approach training camp, we're going to be doing positional previews. What position battles are happening? Is it running back two battle? Is there a running back three battle? Obviously, it'll be a running back three battle. RB1 is Javante. RB2 is Samaje Piran. But RB3 is very, very interesting. And does Denver carry maybe more than one running back on the active roster is another great question to maybe kind of throw out there. Aside from that, you have somebody who has the chance to be on the practice squad that you can elevate and protect as well. There's those things that Denver has some flexibility with. But what's going to happen during training camp? What's going to happen during the NFL preseason? We're going to see a lot of Jaleel McLaughlin, the undrafted rookie free agent out of Youngstown. And then we're also going to see a lot of Tyler Beatty, you know, former Mizzou grad. Uh, he and I actually had one of the same professors in my sports psychology class. And so we actually kind of talked about that in the locker room the week leading up to the Chargers game. And then who would have thought, you know, we had that conversation. He gets his first touch in the NFL in that game and it goes for a touchdown. So I want to say maybe there's a little bit of magic brewing in between that. But I think that for the running back three job, like these are two guys that are very capable. And I will say this, just watching in OTAs, both guys have looked very good. Now here's the disclaimer or the asterisk or something. It's really hard to evaluate too much because the offensive line and defensive line cannot engage in contact 
So what is it that we're looking for here with these running backs when we're watching them? Okay, when they are running the ball, if they're running to the outside, are they looking to get to the outside? Or if if a defensive back is closing off maybe a run lane, does he get the one hole and cut? Do they find that opening when it is there? Do they hit it? Jaleel does it. Tyler Beatty does it. Okay, let's talk about this as well. How do they do in passing situations? Well, obviously, we can't really evaluate pass protection right now because these guys can't even touch anybody. So can't factor that into the equation just yet. But on top of that, as a receiver out of the backfield, both of these guys can be change of pace backs. They can be guys who can catch the ball in the flats. I mean, a lot of it, I think, could be very complimental, right? You have Javante Williams, who we know is the physical bulk style of a guy who can even catch passes out of the backfield. He demonstrated that last year. Damage Pirine can be that bruising runner. can also be the guy that catches pass out of the backfield. It seems to me that when you look at these four running backs, when you mentioned Jalil, when you mentioned Tyler Beatty, Javante, Samaje, it's real easy to see that they have a lot of similarities that could help the Broncos offense this upcoming season. They have like this DNA or this formula or a vision, as Sean Payton would say, that they can do everything in a sense. And I think that is where we should probably look the deepest at with these guys is they can run the ball. They can also catch the ball in the backfield. And, you know, for the most part, they're anticipated that they can also block as well in pass protection. So for me, I, I think they all kind of fit like the same type of mold that maybe, okay, here's Javante in a comparison. Maybe Beatty can spell him. Here's Samaje. Okay, Jalil can spell him. We could maybe see a four running back rotation here in Denver this, upcom- this upcoming season, which wouldn't be a surprise considering Javante, the knee, and maybe just wanted to get these guys not too many carries in a sense to run them down into the ground because this is going to be a run first offense here for Sean Payton and the Broncos. And I love the idea of having just a number of different backs at your disposal and and nothing against Tony Jones Jr., right, Cody? I think obviously he factors into the equation as well, but it just kind of feels like with Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan, and Tony Jones Jr., Kind of feels like the Spider-Man meme, you know, where all three Spider-Men are pointing at each other. It kind of that's kind of what it feels like in terms of their their size, their build, their skill set, their their big body backs. Get Tyler Beatty, you get Jaleel McLaughlin. Those are smaller, you know, lighter backs, but at the same time, they have speed. They bring game-changing speed to the table. We saw it, like you mentioned, on Tyler Beatty's first NFL touch. Very reminiscent, by the way, of Philip Lindsay's first NFL touchdown as well back in 2018 when he was screaming up that left sideline against Seattle. Very reminiscent of that, a similar type of play and maybe a similar omen, right? I mean, maybe Tyler Beatty can come out there and carve out a really big role in this Denver Broncos offense. I, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter talking about this lately. That's kind of the buzz after the Demarie Crockett move. It's there's a lot of discussion right now happening, and I think it's fun to see like who's going to go step up in preseason, who is going to be that guy when the pads go on in training camp that they're like, wow, Jaleel McLaughlin and Tyler Beatty, those guys, now that the pads are on, they're really showing some stuff like it, it was looking good. The speed when the pads weren't on during OTAs, but now during training camp, it's even more pronounced. It's even more evident and obvious. That's what we need to see from at least one of these two guys. And I think it would be really wise of the Denver Broncos, even if they do add someone in free agency. Look, I don't think anybody in free agency right now is going to bring that type of speed to the roster that these two guys can give you. And I think you need at least one guy on the roster that can give you that, not just a change of pace in terms of, well, he's smaller, but this guy's a home run hitter. You already got backs that can wear teams down with physicality. Now, how about a guy that can go scream? You, you start a drive at the 20, 25 yard line. This guy can go screaming down the sideline for 80 yards at any given point because he's got that see a type of speed. So I, I love that the Broncos have those options 
right now. Yeah, and, and to your point about pads as well, even Sean Payton mentioned that, you know, hey, right now it's like we have a we have a certain look on guys, we have a certain evaluation because, you know, hey, we we can't be in pads, we can't do the things that we normally would like to do. But when the pads come on, sometimes you get a different profile on a player because when the when the pads come on, they become a different player, either for better or for worse. And so for me, it's like, okay, in training camp, when these guys have the pads on, when they're extending, like let's say it's a run play to the outside. Are they hesitant, right? Or are they going north? Because the one thing we see sometimes happen, especially in training camp with running backs who aren't necessarily, you know, running back one or running back two, often at times you'll see some guys that love to just run sideways. And that's one of the biggest frustrations for offensive coaches in the NFL. It's, hey, it's if we're going to extend. If we're going to be running the outside, it's find the hole, get upfield as quick as you can, get as many positive yards as possible. And so far, I would say that Beatty and McLaughlin have demonstrated that in OTAs. But once again, when the pads come on, it'll be a little bit different than what we're seeing right now because the engagement right now is very, very minimal. But from the foundational standpoints of what you're looking for at the running back position, and obviously new running back coach Lou Aene, I mean, he's doing a fantastic job, very high regarded as well. I know we haven't talked about him in a while, but man, it just seems like since he's come in, his fingerprints are all over the running back position in a very, very good way. And it truly does feel like a multitude of guys can contribute this year. And that's not a slight against anybody. That's not a bad thing. That's, hey, we want to have the best chance to preserve our identity on the offensive side of the ball, which is pounding the rock. And if you look, if you're giving Javante 30 touches a game, I don't think that's sustainable over a 17-game season. If you spread out touches based on situations, short yardage, whatever it may be, passing situations without getting to a point where you're revealing too much about your tendencies, I I think that you can use three or four guys. And we've seen it before. You know, it's one of the more physical positions. And if a guy gets banged up, whether it be an ankle, a hand, uh, you know, whether it be a shoulder, a knee, whatever it may be, there's going to be times more than likely where the Broncos are going to have to rely on another running back that's not the third guy on their roster. They may have to bring somebody up in order to do just that, not to mention special teams also plays a role. Can Beatty and McLaughlin, can they carve a rollout for themselves on the special team side of the ball? That is another interesting question we'll throw out here on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast provider, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you tweet us at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos. Or if you're also watching us on YouTube, make sure you comment down below your thoughts on Beatty and McLaughlin and what you'd like to see in a potential running back three competition with them. We'll continue the conversation on today's episode of the show, though, as we talk about running backs. Are there any free agent running backs the Broncos could take a look at? Or if there is, should they take a look at it? Sarah and I will play devil's advocate on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. Go check out the Locked on Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Adas and Matt Moore for Wednesday. It'll be game three of the NBA Finals. Can the Denver Nuggets go on the road and steal one in Miami after dropping game two at home? Can Denver go up 2-1 or will they fall to 1-2? Following game three, check out Locked On Nuggets for all the preview, the recap, and the action, and more Locked On Nuggets podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Are there any free agent running backs that the Denver Broncos should take a look at at this point of the offseason? That's a question we throw out to everybody here in Broncos country. Real quick, thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you so much for making us part of your daily routine. You can get this podcast on YouTube where you can watch us every day, or you can listen to us every single day wherever you get your podcast. And if you have not yet subscribed or followed this show, please do so right now so you never miss out on an episode of Broncos content coverage and more every single day all year long. We have you covered here, Locked on Broncos. Sarah, let's throw it out there, right? 
should the Broncos at this point, I mean, there, there are a multitude of guys, and we'll dive into the list of players that are available. In your opinion, should the Broncos maybe take a look at a free agent running back to bring into the mix here for training camp? I think if the price is right, it kind of does make some sense. You know, you talk about Javante Williams coming back from injury. And of course, we were not necessarily thinking he was going to even be a limited participant in OTA. So I think his progression kind of makes this this question a little bit more I don't know, up for debate, I guess you could say, whether or not you want to bring in another veteran. And and of course, from the veterans' perspectives, right, these guys who are sitting in free agency, Cody, they're looking at the Broncos' situation and wondering to themselves, well, you know, is this really a situation I want to step into? Are they going to be willing to invest some money at this position? Are they going to be able to give me really any carries? And so I think that's where really this conversation kind of it it meets a tension point right there in the middle, right? Of where the Broncos could be like, well, if the price is right, we would love to have one of these free agent backs. And on the other hand, it's like the, the free agent back is like, well, I mean, am I even going to play or what am I, what's my role going to be? We know Sean Payton wants to have a multi-back system in Denver. We've already talked about, Hey, there's guys at the back end of this roster with some upside. And then you've got those solidified guys in Javante and Samaje at the top of the depth chart. But there are players out there that it, we we foresee the Broncos having a heavy rotation at this position. And there's guys out there that I think could still help this team. I'm going to probably play the opposite here. I, I feel like right now, I don't think Denver needs to take a look at any other running back. Because I feel like, you know, with where Javante is trending, right? If it was different, then maybe my tune would be a little different here. But Javante's trending upward in the right direction. Samaje, you signed him in free agency as the key guy, he's going to be your number two back, which the Broncos have also said, if Javante's not ready, he is a starter if, in fact, Javante cannot play. So on top of that, I think to the point you mentioned, for any of these guys that are out there, I mean, let's take a look at some of the names here. Ezekiel Elliott, former Dallas Cowboys star rusher, free agent, Kareem Hunt, former chief, former Cleveland Brown, Leonard Fournette as well, Lombardi Lenny, uh, Dalvin Cook has a possibility here soon. And then Mark Ingram, obviously former ties to Sean Payton there. To me, you look at some of these names out there, and I, I just don't know if they would come in and maybe take a backseat role here, considering some of their stature, their experience, name right, and so on and so forth. But it's just another example as well as like how fast the value for running backs kind of goes out, uh, you know, in terms of the financial market. Like you look at Ezekiel Elliott at one point was perceived as one of the NFL's top rushers and is now like not on an NFL team with nobody seemingly interested in him. To me, it is crazy how the running back position is viewed. And I know that there are a lot of fans that, you know, do say like, Hey, they're not supposed to, you know, pay running backs. I, I believe that they're one of the positions that does deserve to get paid because of the value that they bring in the offensive side of the ball, so on and so forth. But it's another debate we can have for another day. I just don't see any of these guys coming in. I think that if there was an injury in training camp, maybe you look at it, but for these guys to come in and maybe take a backseat to Javante and Samaje, I just don't see them being willing to make that happen, which could also just eliminate them as well because Sean Payton says, hey, from the way that he operates as a head coach, if these guys aren't willing to play a role for the betterment of the team, then it, obviously it makes sense at this point that they may not be a good fit here. But for me, I'm going to say that Denver should not take a look at running backs. And let's go down that hypothetical road and just say one of these guys is like, I need a team to to get onto immediately. Like, I need to latch onto a roster. I don't care where it is. I'm just looking for any opportunity I think if that is the case for any of these guys, and I don't know that that will be 
it can't help but wonder, and I know fans will not like this, but you mentioned Lou Ianni, his stamp on this team already becoming evident. Is this uh, The connection is out there. He recruited Kareem Hunt to Toledo back in the day, was his position coach at Toledo as well. So there is a pretty significant connection there between those two guys, and there have been rumors about Kareem Hunt potentially surfacing in Denver at some point this offseason. We'll have to just wait and see, right? Like you said, is it is is it waiting for that injury in training camp before you kind of get more desperate and sign somebody? Or is it trying to convince one of these guys to play a role on a team? Like, I would love to see. I mean, it would be cool to just have a stable of backs where you could be like, yeah, we could go to Javante. We could go to Ezekiel Elliott. We could go to Samaje P. Ryan. We got Tyler Beatty as well. We're going to keep all four backs on the roster. It'd be kind of cool to, like, think about the possibilities of, then you could really wear teams down with a running game. And that's kind of the vision, I think, behind it is if you want to really establish the run, there's guys out there that could work well in this type of offense where you're going to be heavy on the run, heavy on the play action. What do we know that those free agent backs, most all of them do well, especially they can catch passes as well. So they're they're three down guys. They are uh, they're available. And at this time of year, you're kind of shopping in that bargain, almost like clearance section of NFL free agency. And you're like thinking to yourself, well, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, he's uh he's available as a bargain free agent right now. I mean, that's kind of an enticing option. And I think these guys will sign somewhere. So in the case of all of them, and I know we see a lot of fans. I want to see Dalvin cook, obviously the connections to George Payton as well there. It's, it's something that I think it would be cool to see, but like you mentioned, Cody, do the Broncos need to do this? I think only if the price is absolutely right and only if the player is willing to play a specific role for the team. That is uh, the dynamic that sometimes gets presented when you do have a room that you believe in so far, especially throughout the offseason. Because I also look at it as well, like if Denver wanted any of these guys in free agency, they could have they could have gone and done that initially before everything happened because a lot of these guys were free agents or were said to be free agents regardless, and they have not yet been picked up by a team. So, Part of me also thinks about the other side of it from the GM side. Why haven't these guys been picked up by another team just yet is another interesting question to throw out there. But Broncos country, we want your feedback. We want your insight on today's episode. Locked on Broncos. In your opinion, should the Broncos take a look at running back options in free agency? Or do you believe that the position room right now is good enough as is? Drop in the YouTube comments down below if you watch on YouTube. Or you can tweet us on Twitter at Cody NFL at Sir Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. If you listen wherever you get your podcast, but that will wrap up today's episode of the show. Broncos country. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Every single day as OTAs continue on here, we'll have practice. We'll be able to attend on Thursday. We'll do an episode after that, but on top of that, we'll have you covered with every storyline leading up to OTAs throughout this off season. You get that coverage here, locked on Broncos, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube.